So if you don't know me, my name's Elaine. I'm Pastor Glenn's wife, or actually he's my husband. And today, um, of course, we're honoring mothers. And so my message is called Words from a Mom. Um, before I start, I just want to tell you, I do have three grown children. And I'm really proud of all of them. Amy, Andrew, Noel, you are amazing people. And I love seeing you become who God created you to be. It's amazing. So before we get into the message, we're going to just look at some things. Moms say a lot of things, right? Uh, probably both parents. But um, we're going to just go through some things that mothers say. Let's see if any of these resonate with you. When you lose something, you can't find it. Well, where did you leave it last? My mother used to say that all the time. And usually I could find what I was looking for. If your friend jumped off a cliff or a bridge, would you? No, don't do it. Let's play the quiet game. Mm, that's a very important one to know. Nothing good happens after midnight. That's true. I feel like that's in the Bible. That's probably like a proverb. I hope you have a child just like you. <laughs> Yes, I said that to one of my children, yes. Oh, moms say some funny things. Sometimes they're irritating, sometimes profound. But I truly believe that the Holy Spirit speaks through mothers. Oftentimes, the wisdom doesn't really permeate until we are an adult or we have children of our own. I feel like a lot of things hit me when I became a parent. Today, we're going to look at some things, some other things that moms say that have biblical truth um, so because we're in church. And these are words from a mom because, hey, I'm a mom. The first one is always say thank you. As a parent, we say this a lot to our children. We try to teach manners. And I sometimes was like a broken record teaching my children to say thank you to be polite, but that was, I was raised in a house where that was very important and that was very important to me. But being forced to say thank you when we are children does not automatically translate to becoming grateful as adults, unfortunately. As we get older and we go through life, we can become bitter, ungrateful, negative, discontent. But gratitude to God our Father is such an important thing to live by. It changes our hearts and helps us to be grateful for what we do have and to find the good things in our life. Ann Voskamp is an author and she's written a few books. She's, she blogs. And I read her book, 1,000 Gifts. And the whole book is about gratitude and how it changed her life. Um, she's very deep, and she just really brought that home for me. One of the, the um, statistics that she quotes is that when we write down three things we are grateful for, our happiness increases by 25%. So who doesn't need 25% more happiness? I think we just get focused on things that are wrong, things we need to fix, what we don't like, but we're, in, we're intentional to be grateful, it changes our perspective. 
I started, because I read her book, I started doing a gratitude journal uh, a handful of years ago. I kind of felt like a little late to the game, but I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And it's so wonderful to go back and look at all the things that I was grateful for. This is last year, the pandemic, and it's, there's so much to be grateful for, even in a pandemic. It's changed my life and I do it every morning. If I don't have my journal, if I'm traveling and I don't have my journal, I'll put them in my phone, the things that I'm grateful for, because there's so much. And I've noticed that as I've developed this habit of gratitude, it just comes so much easier. And I'm even more grateful to other people. So it's, it's a really important thing that moms teach us, but also the Word of God teaches us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. A beautiful verse, and it's, when it talks about being thankful in all circumstances, you know, we're not thankful for everything that happens in our life. We live in a broken world where a lot of bad things happen. And we go through tragedy and difficulty and suffering. But we can be thankful in all circumstances. One thing I am incredibly grateful for is just that I know God. I have his presence no matter what trial, what struggle, um, what challenge comes my way that I have God the Father. So always say thank you. The next one is wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. <laughs> yes, some people, this resonates with you. My mother used to say this to us, and I just thought it was weird. I was like, Mom, that's weird. I did not say it to my children because I thought it was weird. But um, you should wear clean underwear. It's important. Um, if we polled the EMTs and the paramedics in the room, I'm sure they would say, please wear clean underwear. So just do it. <laughs> but we are very focused on our outward appearance, what we look like, what we dress like. Um, and it's completely fine to be, be well-groomed and to smell good and all of that. But what really matters is who we are on the inside. That's who we really are, is how we are on the inside. And we can hide a lot of things by looking great on the outside. But how is your soul today? Think about that. How is your soul? Spiritually, our inner life what the Bible often refers to as our heart, is very important. It affects everything about us. It's all the things we think, we feel, the emotions, and what we meditate on. Are we full of anxiety and fear or dread? Is there bitterness and unforgiveness? I could just stop right there and just talk about that topic. It's so crucial to forgive people that hurt us. I've seen it in my own life. I could tell you lots of stories of other people. And forgiveness brings freedom to us. And it honors God. 
If I told you today, like if this was your last day and you were not going to be here another day and your family, people that you loved, saw the contents of your phone or your laptop, what would that say about you? Because that's part of our inner life, what we are reading, what we are looking at, what's important to us. It's on our phone. That's why we freak out when we lose it because there's so much of our life in that phone. This is one of my favorite verses, and it has helped me so much in my life as I've dealt with the inner self. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. God knows that we are much more sensitive than we realize, and we are affected easily by things. We can't just let everything inside of us. We live in a wicked world, and we are told to guard our hearts from evil things, from negative things, perverse things, from anger, unforgiveness, bitterness. We feel all kinds of things, but we don't have to let them make their heart in our home, their home. What's inside of us comes out of us. You can't help it. You put whatever we put in, it comes out. There's a woman, some of you may know her. Her name is Johnny Erickson Tata, and this is a picture of her. She's 71 now, and she has been a quadriplegic since she was 17 years old. She had a diving accident. She's a Christian, and she's spent the next several years in despair and self-pity. Goodness gracious, can't blame her. And one day she cried out to God, and she said, God, if I can't die, teach me how to live. She said that everything changed after that. She's just really an inspiration for me, so sorry. <laughs> she became, she asked God, how, what can I do? I can't do that much. So she started drawing with her mouth. You can literally look up her artwork. I don't think she does it anymore. I don't know if she does, but she literally drew pictures with her mouth. She became an author and a speaker and an advocate for people with disabilities. And she started a ministry that helps people in poverty around the world to get wheelchairs and things that aid them in their disabilities. She could have stayed in self-pity, but she didn't. She surrendered everything to God, and her life is fruitful and amazing. How are you on the inside? The next one, oh, I heard this one several times. You better watch your mouth. You better watch your mouth. There's a lot of different ways to say that. But, oh my, I think of myself as a little sassy teenager. Yes. Oh my, my poor mother. <laughs> Scripture says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. We can speak life. We can speak death. We've all had words spoken to us, over us, that were beautiful and life-giving and changed our lives. 
or negative and toxic and changed our lives. And we're all guilty of saying things we shouldn't. We're human, you know, we fail sometimes. But those close to us need to hear words of affirmation. I didn't grow up in a home that gave a lot of verbal affirmation. My parents were great people, like amazing people. But I got a lot of correction, and this is what you need to do, and this is what you should do, which is great. I didn't end up in prison, so like my parents did a good job that I listened when they taught me things. But I wish that I'd had more affirmation, but I learned how important it is, and I gave it to my children. I wasn't perfect but I had to be very intentional. And people around us, they need our words of affirmation, positive things, our spouses, our family, our parents, grandparents, whoever we're around. I don't know, I feel like especially now, if I've always complimented people like that waited on me, told them they're doing a good job, or if they're a server, I just, if they're a good server, I'm like, you're a really good server. Thank you. And you know what? It's just a little thing. It takes a few seconds. But you see people, they're like, they're not used to that. They're used to people being like, I want what I want now. Get it to me. And if you don't get it to them, they're crabby. If you've ever been in food service, you know. I have. It was one of the worst jobs I ever had. (laughs) But there's people around us everywhere. Your neighbor, widows. We live in Florida. There's a lot of elderly people here that are lonely. But let's look for ways to speak life to people. And maybe if if you're married and it's been a long time, find something positive to say to your spouse. You want to change your marriage? You want to change your relationship with your kids? Tell them something good. We all need it. One of my favorite books of the Bible is James. It's just a powerful gives you a little gut punch, and it's like just really amazing wisdom. That's what I like from the book of James. Chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, is it set 20 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Ooh. Yeah, it doesn't produce the righteousness God desires. So many times in my life, God's brought me back to this verse when he was dealing with my mouth. I tend to be quick to speak, but I've learned through the years that everyone doesn't need my opinion on everything. (laughs) Thank God, finally learned that. And that sometimes I just need to be quiet and listen One time I was getting ready to say something and I felt the Holy Spirit impress on me, mind your own business. And I was like, okay, Lord, I gotcha. (laughs) And it saved me from saying something dumb. So thank you, God. My husband and I were married when we were young. We've been married 31 years. We'll be 32 next month. And yeah, I'm like, where did that time go? And early on in our marriage, you know, we we were figuring things out. We were crazy in love. We still are completely in love with each other. But one day, 
I don't know if it's because I'm Irish, but I got really mad at him. And of course, you never remember what it's about. You know, when you look back, or rarely, you look back years later and you're like, I don't know, I was just so ticked off at him. <laughs> and I called him a mean name. I feel like you're judging me. <laughs> no, it's okay, you can judge me. And then he called me a mean name back. And we really hurt each other's heart. We came back later, a few hours later, when we calmed down and we, the Holy Spirit convicted us. <laughs> and we apologized and said, let's never do that again. That's not how we want our marriage to be. We don't want our kids to grow up in a home where we are calling each other hateful things. And we have never, ever called each other a name again. We're very different people. Trust me, we get on each other's nerves sometimes. I love the music loud and all the time I love music on. I want all the windows open and the blinds open. And my husband likes sports. He's exact opposite of those things and he could care less about music, I think. But we give grace to one another because we realize like we're just humans. <laughs> we're two sinners that love each other. And um, words matter. I think sometimes when you're married a long time, it can be even easier to forget to say those kind things, but they're so important. And even writing them down, I love a note because I can keep a note forever, so, babe, I like that when you write me a note. <laughs> so you better watch your mouth. It's not just for sassy teenagers, it's for all of us. We have the ability to say things that help people and hurt people. And the last mom words are hold my hand. Hold my hand. Simple little phrase, whether you're a mom or dad or grandparent, if you're a teacher of little kids. We say this because we care, we love our children and we want them to stay close to us. We wanna protect them. If they're a toddler and they're learning to walk, we don't want them to fall and get hurt, so we hold their hand. If there's a crowd of people, we hold their hand so they stay close, because there's protection for them. There's a, I have a personal story of, um, I have three children, which I mentioned, but my first two, we, they were very close together. They were born very close together. And we went to Disney. And yes, we are Disney people, and we always took our kids to Disney World. So this was the first time, though, that we ever tried to get them to ride or go on the Haunted Mansion. And I don't know, it sounded like a good idea because we remembered when we were kids, and we're Floridians, and we're like, it's fun, it's so fun. And then we got up to the front door, and there's hundreds of people in that line. If you've ever been there sweating your guts out, you know what that feels like. And the cast member, AKA employee, opens the door and says, no more bodies. And our son, he was around three, flipped out. He let go of his dad's hand, he ran through that crowd of hundreds of people, and he just kept running. Well, it's easier for a little child to get through a crowd of hundreds of people. 
but my husband took off after him. He's six foot five, and it was not an easy thing. He's running to catch up with Andrew. I'm, you know, helping hold our daughter and trying to run, and um, it was, like, very stressful. But if Andrew would have just stayed close to his dad, if he would have held, kept his hand, held his hand, and just told his dad, Daddy, I'm afraid... His dad could have picked him up, carried him through that line, and we wouldn't have had all that turmoil and fear and <laughs> drama. <laughs> Hold my hand. Simple phrase. I believe that God says this to us today. He wants us to be close to him because there is protection, there's blessing. It doesn't mean that bad things don't happen to us. That's not the gospel. People think that, but that's not the gospel. But God is with us through every trial, through every struggle. If we acknowledge him, if we stay close to him, he says the same thing to you and I today. Stay close to me. Hold my hand. Actually, he says something better. He says, I'm going to hold you with my hand. I'm here for you. Stay close. Isaiah 41.10, it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah, what an awesome verse, isn't it? Whew. The God of the universe says that to us. It's so merciful and good. I'm so glad because there's so much to be afraid of or dread in this world, but we don't have to be afraid. If you could bring up the picture now, this is my husband. And we are at Disney World. This is our grandbaby. We do other things besides Disney. This just, she loves Disney. So um, this is them. And she's close to Pop because Pop keeps her safe. And if she lets go of your hand, she will scoot away because she is so excited about everything. And if you're near Dumbo, she's going to run to Dumbo. She's close and she's safe. I don't know what your relationship with your mother is like, or if your mother's here on this earth. My mother is not here anymore on this earth. But I have learned this, that God is a great parent. He's perfect. He loves us. He doesn't let go of us no matter what we do. And my father's been gone a long time, but I'm not an orphan because there's no orphans in the kingdom of God. If you belong to God, you are not an orphan. Romans 8, 38 through 39. Another verse I love. <laughs> For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, 
nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> I went through a lot of years thinking that I wasn't loved. And this is one of those verses that I meditated on. So if that's you today, just know this is God's word for you, that you are loved, that you matter, your life matters. He loves you. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to do everything right because we can't. But I love, it says that nothing can separate you from the love of God. How awesome is that? Because we do some dumb things sometimes. <laughs> Make some bad choices. But God is there for us. He's not like people. He doesn't say one thing and do something else. And sometimes I know parents leave, but God is not like that. He is a loving, faithful father. If you're here today and you are thinking that maybe you've let go of God's hand, you've just stopped trying to connect with him, or you say, I've never held God's hand. I've just always done things on my own. Think about that, where that's led you in your life. Because I know where it led me. But God is saying the same thing to you today. He's saying, come near me. Stop running. I'm here for you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. I'm a good father. I'm faithful. I keep my word. That's what God says to you today. I'm so grateful for that. If you could just bow your heads with me, we're just going to give people privacy if they want to pray this prayer with me. And you can pray it in your heart, you can pray it out loud. I don't care. <laughs> But if you realize that you need God today, he's here for you. He's here. He's always here. Heavenly Father, I need you. Please take me into your arms. Forgive me for all my sins and all my foolishness and my pride. I'm coming to you today. I'm saying, I need you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for my sins, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Please save me from myself. I pray, Father, that today I would grab your hand and never let go and that you would guide and lead my life and give me purpose so that I can honor you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Can we just give God a praise offering right now?
Okay, how many of you in this room appreciate Elaine Davis and her husband? Yes. Would you stand with me now to receive a special Mother's Day blessing for you? And if you're watching online, just turn your palms upward, just in an attitude of receiving this blessing. May God bless every single woman in this place and watching online because the blessings of the Lord and the life of the Lord flow through you. May the Lord bless every relationship of every person listening to this blessing. Relationships with moms, with sisters, with daughters. That if that relationship is broken, I speak a blessing over the mending of it. If that relationship is whole, I speak a blessing over the strengthening of it. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Don't forget, ladies, to pick up your flower on the way out, and also don't forget that photo booth. Take a picture with your families.